nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Nerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode! Welcome back to the Nerdcore Podcast, the podcast reviews of movies and talks and nerd shit. This is episode 469, and it is our final review of our month looking at the films of Yasuhiro Ozu. As always, this is the nerd you're going to hear the whole show on our wonderful co-host, and Yoda. What's up, everybody? What up, what up? What up, what up, do? What's going on, man? Just another day in paradise. When you say it like that, it's not that convincing. <laughs> uh, wonderful Thursday to you all. Um, we're coming at you on a Thursday because we didn't do this on a Monday. And then on Tuesday, we did um, we did Spider-Man. And then Spider-Man. Wednesday, we did our top 10, which is all available now, y'all, on YouTube. Pig. And Mine was pig. Pig. Pig, yeah. Pig. Yeah. Pig. Um, and then, uh, you know, today we're going to be talking about late spring, man. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's Brad. I think we've been able to we're doing a pretty good job, right? We all we came back this week. We're, we're, I mean, we're we haven't been to... shitty with the schedule. That's for sure. No, no. But it's just the first week of 2021. Content, just the first so week. So we still got we still got a ways to go. We still got a fuck ton of more to fuck up. Yeah. 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 Oh man, I've been get, I've been fucking what's it called? Uh, bombarded with Sundance emails, but that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. Nope. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to like don't respond. be complaining about that. Dope. Yeah, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to respond to everything I can, but I'm like, oh crap. I'm like, oh, did I put this movie in my 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 tickets or not? And I'm like, oh shit. Well, fuck, I did. Get it. But uh, yeah, man, Brad, how was work today? <laughs> that Brad for audio listeners, Brad was just like, I won't talk about it. Work work is fine. I'm I'm dealing. These two love to run up and down the stairs. For, yeah, because dogs. <laughs> work work was fine. You know, another productive day. I've I finally got in. So Monday, I got back into like kind of a mental rhythm with work that has been gone for like a month and a half. So, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. It's been good. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad it's going good for you, bro. It's, it's good. Um, I've been up to pretty much just regular stuff here. We did some stuff today on the the city. Uh, well, not, not not in Chicago, but other cities. See any sights? See the big bean? No, bro. I, I went to the I went to the bean when I came here. Uh, when I came here in uh, when I was a sophomore in, in high school. Did you flick it? Shut up, Brad. <laughs> Shut up, Brad. But uh, what? no, just I, I'm seeing we're, what's it called? A lot of a lot of frozen sewage water, Brad. A lot of frozen sewage water. A lot of frozen. Wait, wait, now, like right now. So right now we're actually pretty good, Brad. We're in the 30s right now. Like it's it's pretty good. So you're you're like in our weather in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm. I fear that tomorrow in the next couple of days is going to be like, oh no, we're we're going back to shitty. We're going let's go ahead and go back to zero degrees. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever been in negative degrees, so I don't know what that's like. I just oh, get to just pain. 
I stood outside in negative five degree weather as I waited outside for an Uber because I got dropped because I got dropped at a place that wasn't open for dental care. Ooh. And I waited for 10 to 15 minutes for an Uber. You couldn't feel called? your body, could you? Oh, it was bad. It was bad. It Not one of my best decisions I made so far. But uh, you know what? Um <laughs> I, I can tell you one thing, my friends. I'm not leaving the South. I'm not leaving. I fucking hate the South sometimes too. But this this cold weather, the same for me. The same for me. I'm gonna say I like where I'm at because no humidity, mostly. Yeah. Except after monsoons, of course. Frozen sewage water, not the best slushy flavor, but oh, shut up, yeah. Stacy. Shut up, show, kids. <laughs> um, but. Been been doing good. What's it called? I filmed some content yesterday. You know, I need to edit it for for the for the main for my personal channel. And I've, what's it called? Watch Dune on 4K. I got that. And uh, how many times have you watched Dune now? This would be three. This is number three. three. Okay. I've, yeah. I thought you once in theaters. A lot more. Second on HBO Max to give it the number, and three for the 4K when I bought it. When I got it. Yeah. Um, but it's not more than 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 Eric has watched the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, and it's not more than I've watched Igiru. So yeah, yeah. Did you, by the way, Brad? Did you know that Eric has watched the 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 Lord of the Rings trilogy eleven times? Six of those times was the extended versions. I'm surprised that man's ADHD lets him watch anything, <laughs> <laughs> oh, especially man. multiple times. Yeah, but uh, just been chill. Just been chill. It's been a good time out here. It's been you know other than the cold weather, it's been, it's been good. But today was a today was one of the first days where the weather. Was actually really good, and it wasn't like unbearably cold. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, excuse me. Um, I we are going to be talking about this movie, y'all. And um, God, Brad, I think all of the movies this month were pre nineteen sixty nine, right? Uh yes, because this director, you know, it's is like over a hundred, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's worked for a long time. Yeah. What year? How old is this? He died at the age of 60. He was but born he was in, born in December... 1903. Mm-hmm. 1903. December 12, 1903 in Tokyo. And then died in December 12th, 1960 on his birthday. Wow. Uh 1963 at the age of 60 in Tokyo. Damn. Yeah. He was active from 1929 to 1963. This I'm... this man, this man lived through some shit. Like this man saw all of World like, War II. Yeah, this man. What's it called? Um, wow. I mean, that really kind of puts a spin on his movies, right? For you to be actually look at, like, oh wow, like you literally, his body of work is literally seeing how much Japan changed. Yeah. Throughout the many years. Well, that it was... and it, it's it's very like like a calm kind of display of post-war Japan, which I'm. Sh- I'm getting the feeling this man lived through so much chaos. He just wanted to sit down and just film some like family friendly shit. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to make some really introspective stuff, but I'm also just, I kind of want the noise to yeah, be I just want, I just want to be chill. Just I just want, want to be chill. chill through this whole fucking time I'm here. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've seen enough. Yeah. All right, man. Let's go ahead and do this. I'm going to go ahead and introduce you all to Late Spring. Uh, late Spring, Banshun. Is a 1949 Japanese drama film directed by Yasuhiro Ozu, written by Ozu and Kogonara, based on the short novel Father and Daughter Chichi to Musume by the 20th century novelist and critic Kazuo 
Hirotsu. The film was written and shot by the Allied Powers Occupation of Japan and was subject to the occupation's official censorship requirements. It stars Shishu Ryu, who was featured in almost all of the director's films, and Setsuko Hara, making her first of six appearances in Ozu's work. It is the first installment of Ozu's so-called Noriko trilogy. The others are Early Summer, uh, 1951, and Tokyo Story, 1953, in each of which Hara portrays a young woman named Noriko. Through the three Norikos are, though the three Norikos are distinct and related characters linked primarily by their status as single women in post-war Japan. Uh, Late Spring belongs to the type of Japanese film known as uh, Shomingeki, a genre that deals with the ordinary daily lives of working class and middle class people of modern times. The film is frequently regarded as the first in the director's final creative period. Final creative period, the major prototype of the director's uh, for the, uh, the major prototype of the 1950s and 1960s work. These films uh, are characterized by, among other traits, an exclusive focus on stories about family during Japan's immediate post-war era and tendency towards very simple plots and use of generally static camera. Late Spring was released on September 19, 1949 to critical acclaim in the Japanese press. In the following year, it was awarded the prestigious Kinema Junpo Critics Award as the best Japanese production released in 1949. In 1972, the film was commercially released in the United States, again to very positive reviews. Late Spring has been referred to as the director's most, most perfect work as the definitive film of Ozu's masterful filmmaking approach in language. It has been called one of the most perfect, most complete, and most successful studies of character ever achieved in Japanese cinema. In the 2012 version of Sight and Sound's documentary, uh, Sight and Sound's de decen decennial poll of the greatest films of all time, published by the British Film Institute, Institute, Late Spring appears as the second highest ranking Japanese language film on the list and number 15 behind Ozu's own Tokyo Story and number three. Uh, so many words. So many words. Yeah. Uh, cinematography by Yoharu Atsuta. And um, music is by Senji Ito, edited by Yohiyasu Amamura. And uh, it comes in at an hour and 48 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was the other one that I wanted to check out because I heard that this is one of his other famous works. Plus, what's it called? I wanted to see if we can grab something from like his early, early work. And uh, that wasn't silent because... I'm not going to lie, guys. I think it's going to take a file for us to, to finally, what's it called, touch silent films because they're kind of difficult to watch. <laughs> not going to lie. Um, they're kind of difficult to watch. But, uh, yeah, I want to say that I like this movie. Uh, I like this movie. Uh, I think that now that I'm kind of at the end of this month of looking at his movies, I'm kind of starting to actually realize exactly what Ozu's work is and what it kind of means not just to him and not just to the, the audience, but like Japanese cinema in general. Uh, and I think that I, I'm, I'm, I'm gaining more of a, of a, of a appreciation more for this man's work and uh, what he's trying to do. I still think that Tokyo story is the best movie I watched this month from this, from this filmmaker. But I think that this has a lot to say as well, along with some beautiful imagery that I think that he really perfects later on in his career. Cause like, if this is where he really starts to, Creative style that he has perfected it way more in the next couple of movies. Uh, Brad, what do you what do you think about this movie? I really like this movie. Um, the framing again, we go back to the framing, the cinematography, the look, the 
the overall look of these films are beautiful. Uh, Ozo has a great style, a great eye. Um, I I find it funny because I did I did a little research after on um, the actress because mm-hmm. I thought the story was intriguing. It's a different kind of story, one that you don't really read about, where it's a daughter clinging to her father basically mm-hmm. and doesn't want to let him go, which you know that's that's not kind of modern days anymore. And Sasuka Hara, the main actress in this, she never married. No. She never married, and she never acted again after Ozu died, and she kind of went into hiding. And there's actually I an think... anime uh, at, we might have watched it, Millennium Actress. Millennium that Actress, yes. Based, that is based on her. On her? Yeah. Wow. That is based on her. So look, I bring you, I bring something up here, Brett, and I don't know if you felt this way, but um, I kind of felt that. Our protagonist wasn't straight. Oh, I, the 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 female the girl. I don't think she was straight. Um, I mean, I don't. I know she didn't want to get married. Like, yeah, at all. <laughs> but there was just like also something about like, you know, those interactions with that other girl, and you know, and uh, and and um, you know, the way that they interacted with each other, the way that they would like, you know. You know, hold her hands, and I don't know. It's I I know that it's something probably that Ozu didn't mean to do, right? Yeah. But I kept feeling throughout the movie, I was like, I don't know. Like, I feel like this girl isn't straight. Like, this girl's kind of saying like possibility. I I just I mean, she did definitely did not want to get married throughout this whole film. Yeah. Um, my this is the second or third film we've watched with Setsuku Hara. And mm. her facial expressions in these films always throw me the fuck off. Yeah. Because she will be saying some of the meanest fucking shit and be smiling at the same time. <laughs> and it throws me off every time. It's just like, yeah, you, uh, you're you filthy. And just smiling at him. And it's just like, like she is taking... Because the man got a divorce is getting remarried. And it's just like... <laughs> It's like okay, um, but anyways, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, in regards to sexuality, I wasn't personally feeling that. I just really felt like she, like she and her father, mm-hmm. like were just deeply connected, and she didn't want to lose that connection. And yeah. she didn't know how her father was going to like eat or survive, so she was scared to leave that. But he wanted her to leave that so she could have a family, and. I, this whole thing is like, why are you forcing people to marry? And that yeah. might have been a thing in Japan after, you know, post-war Japan is arranged marriages because there are probably a lot less available males at that time after wartime. Yeah. So, so she, so she finished. So what's so like, Ozu dies, and she pretty much just falls off the face of the Japanese film industry. Yeah, she's gone. She does, I don't think she makes one film and she goes and she basically runs from the 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 whole fame of it. Wow. Wow. And, th- and then that's what Millennium Actress is based on. It's based on her. Yeah. That makes you really want to rewatch Millennium Actress and like gauge more of what that movie was trying to say because I didn't actually you know, yeah, we didn't really like it when we didn't first like it as much it. as like you know, perfect blue and paprika that I like yeah. from him. But um, 
That's that's amazing. Um, I I telling you, I think that there's a lot being said here because, like, let's let's look at let's look at when this movie gets released. Right, this movie's being shot in 1948, literally three years after the war just ended, three years after the the, the bombs got dropped, and like that is when the the war just got officially done. And you you know Japan is still in repair at this time, like. Mm-hmm. It is it is probably still looking horrible, horrible over there. Yeah. So like I feel like, you know, there's this there's there's this um wanting like this clinging to wanting to like progress the culture once again, right? Let's get back on track to putting us there to make sure that we reinstate the culture in this idea of like building into the traditional Japanese family, right? Yeah. But like, like like you can definitely tell they want to arrange a marriage. They're like, You're getting too old, you want to have kids, we want you to have yeah. kids have a family, continue to the generation. And she's just like, I don't feel that way. I don't want to do that. I feel uncomfortable with that. I want to be here for my father because he's going to die if I'm not taking care of him. And the father's like, I'll just find somebody else to take care of me. And she's like, but she, she, she definitely doesn't believe in remarrying after divorce. Like she made that perfectly clear. So very old school thinking in those terms. Mm Yeah. Yeah. And um, there's just also like, you know, what's uh, everybody else is kind of like grab wanting her to like marry and marry him. And she doesn't seem to like, what's it called? Even care about that. Like, she's like, oh. what's it called? Like, I'm kind of here and I don't really know what's supposed to be happening. And I just kind of want to take care of my dad because that's and like the one thing know, I understand right now. Honestly, she seems happy. Like, she seems happy just going on with her life like that. And just when she gets to the whole marriage part, she is just so downtrodden. Yep. Hey, Kylie. Nice to see you too, Kylie. Hope, uh, hope, hope you like Scream. Good. Yeah, hope Scream was good. Um, and yeah, man. I just, uh, and I, I, I'm, I love the framing in here and I love the music. I also really like, you know, the way that, that, what's it called? Um, that, that Ozu just kind of brings these other characters who, like, you don't think are supposed to be like these really pivotal characters. Who end up playing like a bigger role within like the film, you know, yeah. like the aunt and you know, uh, and the uh, and the person he marries eventually, and just yeah. her her friend, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there are people who like in the grand scheme of things, right? The only thing that should matter in this in this in this film is sister. I mean, not the girl and the dad, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, really, you have all these outside characters who like seem to yeah, be because, combined because they're because all these outside characters are the one pushing her. Yeah. Pushing her to marriage or, you know, in, in that effect, pushing her towards something she doesn't want. And she's pushing so hard back and eventually she just gives in. Yeah. And um, I, I really like that. I really like this this movie. I think that uh, it's probably one of the stronger ones from this month. I think um, so. But I, I think it's also kind of like a, a nice little ground of like the foundation of what like his style was going to be. And also like what exactly, you know, he was going to start covering. And um, there's just, you know, um, there's also, there's a lot of nice little humor in here too. I, I really like that. I really like that, um, that there's like, you know, you, you start seeing like that humor that he's starting to build too. Cause of course, like in good morning, he just outrageously just goes into it. Right. And just like, mm-hmm. but like, you know, just, I like the moment when she goes to see that kid, the one who like painted or something that, that he got in trouble and he's like calling, her, calling him a crybaby and whatnot. And like, you know, it's like, kind of like teasing yeah. him a bit. And he gets like all worked up over it. And I found that very funny. 
I mean, and I personally, I, I haven't liked Hara's acting kind of in the previous ones because, mm-hmm. like I said, her facial her facial expressions never match like the scene. But there is a point in this movie, like that this happens in this movie too. I just told you about. It. There's a point in this movie where that smile's just gone, and she's just yeah. fucking sad. And it is yeah. it is one of probably one of the best performances in that matter I've seen from her in these movies. Or of just seeing someone switch from they're trying to hide that pain when you keep telling her to get married by smiling and basically calling you filthy yeah. to to just her face her face just turns into like it's like Ikiru sad it's that yeah. face well it's like she's just gotten like everything stripped of her like you know everything that what's it called she's been trying to Hold do to. No, you put you put yourself in the inner shoes. You know if this is really set in like 1949 Japan, right? You know, four years the war has been done. She's really hasn't had the time to really like put herself back on her feet to really understand, you know, where we have to go. She has a good job. You know, she she makes good money from it. Does she actually enjoy it? Not really. What she enjoys is taking care of her father because mm-hmm. you know she doesn't really know what else to really do right now. And um, you know, for that to be stripped in the sense of wanting to just progress with mother with with this like. You know this, this uh, what's it called? A uh, cultural norm and wanting to you know progress because well, like, let's be real. What's it called? Get them, get them, get her married so that way she can have kids and we could just you know get back to you know re re uh, rebuilding Japan. That that's kind of really all it is to be honest. You know. I mean, and, and it's funny how this story is from 1949, and mm-hmm. it still still resonates today with oh, yeah. the whole. You know, like even the Pope just recently came out and said, you know, people who, you know, want pets versus kids are selfish. It resonates today on how like like traditional marriage is pushed onto people or having Mm -hmm. kids is pushed onto people. And it shouldn't be that way. You should let people live their lives how they want. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I really like this movie. I think this is one of the strongest movies from Mozu. I'm going to go ahead and give this movie an eight and a half uh, out of ten. Um, I really like this. I think this was really good. And uh, it's definitely up there. I still think that uh, Tokyo Story was the, be- the best one for this month that I watched. But um, this one was a really good one as well. And um, I think this would definitely need, this definitely needs a, a good old a restoration. restoration. Yeah, restoration to it. It'd be a good looking one. Yeah. 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 I know that... Um, that Janice just kind of put in the the, the work for uh, wanting to do a, a 4K actual 4K transfer for uh, for Tokyo Story. So I would really like to see them do this too, because I think that this one definitely needs it. Yeah, um, but you know what? Uh, today, Brad, I was uh, I was looking at Reddit. And somebody was like, "What's some what's a director's box set that you want to see so bad?" And then somebody was like, "I need the what's it called Kira Kurosawa 104 in 4K." And somebody put, I will gladly pay a thousand dollars for that. <laughs> I mean that that is going to be an expensive box, but it's it will be well worth it. It's a whole band, Brad. Yeah. What are you going to go ahead and give uh, Late Spring? I mean, I feel the same way with you. I think this was one of the stronger films that we've watched this week, and um, I think one of the stronger uh, uh, acting performances by uh, mm-hmm. Hara. Um, I'm going to give it the same eight and a half out of ten. All right, man. Yeah, I definitely want to rewatch uh, Millennium Actress now uh, because I kind of want to see what exactly, you know, uh, and now, now kind of knowing a little more and read up. Maybe I'll just read up more on her and then, you know, I'll, I'll rewatch Millennium Actress because I didn't know that this was based on it. That was based yeah, on it. Yeah, and, wow. and it's just amazing um, how this story is 
very similar, I'm guessing, to her life in in yeah. some form. I don't know if it was meant to be that way, because probably not, because that happened after Ozu died. But yeah. it's just funny how that ended up. She never married. Um, and yeah, she just went into hiding and basically died at like, I think age 93 or something. Yeah. That's, that's fucking nuts, man. Yeah. It says here. Yes. Yeah, she, she, no, 95, Brad. 95. Wow. What's it called? Uh, June 17th, 1920 to September 5th, 2015. 95 now, years old. Now there, there is, they do throw in rumors that her and Ozu were having, um, relations. Yeah. There's always that. And I can't, I think that's kind of like a little bit to what Millennium Actress was kind of going into, remember? Because that, what's it called? The actress was involved with the director, and mm-hmm. you know, she that the actress always loved that director so much, and there was just never a chance that they ever got together. But uh, yeah, I definitely want to see what's up with this man. Drop a drop a drop a ban on some drop a ban on some Aki. <laughs> some Aki yeah, yeah, man. I've got the I got the what's it called? The 4K of Akira coming in next week, man. I'm excited. Ooh. Yeah, off. Oh, yeah. And this is the good version because the last version they put on was without the HDR. And this one is with the eight the high dynamic range on the colors. Mm. So uh oh man, I'm ready. I'm ready, man. I'm I wanna rewatch that. The... Hell yeah. But um yeah, man. Um, thank you all so much, as always. Uh it's been a it's been a really fun uh what's it called a month looking at these films. I think that we have you know, what's it called? Learning more about cinema is not a bad thing at all. And you know, being able to experience more of the cinema, especially from a country that you know both of us really, you know, respect the cinema from, you know, we haven't been able to watch as much as we would like to watch, Mm -hmm. you know, but um, there's still, you know, uh, more ground to cover. And I'm glad that we got to cover another director because, you know, we could sit here and watch a bunch of Kurosawa movies, but like, you know, we don't venture outside of that. We're kind of getting a little bit. You're never going to see movies like this or sort of doom or a Mm -hmm. lot of, a lot of other good directors in that space. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I would still, like I'm still gonna get you to watch the row row row. Yeah, you just gotta rip that DVD dog. <laughs> you just gotta rip the DVD at this point. Yeah. You're saying to Rachel, you're like, hey Rachel, please do this for me. But uh the um <clears throat> the Patreon mini pod that we're gonna be doing is going to be Equinox Flower. That'll be next week as we actually officially conclude it for the patrons. Uh and that's the next movie from Ozu. But uh we do have some other stuff that we need to catch up on, but um yeah, we're also uh, going to tell you all about what February is going to bring. Um, I, I kind of fucked up here, and I, and I did a really dick move, and I picked some for Brad. But, like, you know, Brad's okay with choosing the ones that I picked. I kind of like uh, the one. I, I like at least one of them you picked, and then the other one I'm kind of interested in because I'm like, yeah. that one sounds yeah. weird, but okay. <laughs> yeah. So in the spirit of what's it called, the the, the little monsters that weren't around Brad's, what's it called, the uh, – uh, room and uh, bark so much that they get picked up on the microphone. Uh, Brad wants to cover movies up that include or cover dogs next month. Uh, and that, of course, Brad's uh, picks are first, we'll be doing All Dogs Go to Heaven. And then, um, what's it called? Uh, Brad, would you like my pick next? Or yeah, you your do... pick and then okay. my pick. Let's, okay, let's cool. do what we usually do. Yeah, All Dogs Go to Heaven. And then we'll be talking about White God. And then Togo and then Hachiko is the another one in our Patreon mini is the first Beethoven film. <laughs> yeah, you remember? Bro was gonna absolutely probably hate this month, but you know, you never know. I, you I, never I, know. I want to settle with Airbud, bro. I want to settle with Airbud. <laughs> I mean, I would have watched Airbud. Yeah. 
Yeah. I haven't we seen Airbud in weeks. like 30 years. Yeah, we got a couple <laughs> of weeks left. Oh, you know, I think we have like one more week and then another Monday that we have to get through, and then we'll actually be able to start covering these movies. But um, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where they go. But um, yeah, that's the have order. You, have now. you have you you've seen All Dogs Go to Heaven, right? Like Fuck back yeah, in the day. I had uh, the VCR. V, yeah. VHS, I'm sorry. And the VHS of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, this this is happening because last year I had my month, and then this is Brad's month. What's it called? Next year on January, I'll have my month again. But um, sadly, I ended up mistakenly watching Millennium Actress. Will Smith does some good voiceover work, though. Watching Mil- Oh, Millennium Actress. Millennium Actress. Uh, dang, Airbud 4, who let the dogs out? Snubbed again. <laughs> Bro, what the fuck? I want to watch Beethoven. <laughs> Beethoven. Beethoven. Yeah. But uh, thank you all so much to everybody who was here with us and watching us talk about this movie. We also want to thank our wonderful Patreon supporters. Everybody on the Patreon, thank you so much for being part of the show and making these shows happen, making the network stay strong and alive. We want to thank our associate producers, especially, and our associate producers, uh, associate producers and our executive producers. Our associate producer, Sarah, thank you so much. Like I said, Sarah, thank you so much for not checking your bank statements and finding out that you're still sub to this. Still paying us. Thanks for paying us. Um, and then um, Shane, same thing goes for you, I guess. Um, thank you so much for, for, for being an executive producer. Where can they find him, Brad? You follow our friend Shane at twitch.tv slash XSRK or on Twitter at XSRK underscore. Go buy something from the subby guide at thriftedil.com or go see him in person in Illinois at Prison yep. City Vintage. Prison City Vintage, baby. Illinois area. Come come through. It's called, there's going to be some good stuff happening uh, next month. I can't wait. I can't wait to go see the boy. But, um, yeah, we want to thank our writers because we got a handful of them. And uh, next week, holy crap, Kylie, it's coming. We're talking about Venom 2. Oh, shit. Um, Kylie, thank you so much for being a uh, writer. There's going to be carnage. Kylie, P-L-I on Twitter. And then, of course, Tony. Hey, Tony. At Real Nerdy Dad on Twitter. And, and of course, our wonderful Rachel at Lucky Peach. Instead of a V, there is instead of a V. V instead of the U. So uh, Lucky Beach, go check all that wonderful stuff out on Instagram and Twitter. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, 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 thank- I'm thankful, y'all. It's been a great time. What's called? We got a lot of stuff to catch up on. We're not done, but we finished with this. Uh, next next week on Monday, we'll be doing the Patreon mini pod. So we're not going to be live on here. We live for the patrons. And then Tuesday, I hope, cross my fingers, we do Random Let the Free Carnage commentary. Wednesday, if you're a patron, What's it called? That's the Back to the Future commentary because that's our next one for our patrons. And then um, what's it called? Uh, we'll see from there. Uh, we still have movies that we can check, can we can pull out and stuff. But we're not done this week. We're not done this week. Tomorrow is Friday, and we have another live show. We'll be talking about that Hawkeye series finale. We'll talk about the series as well, how we what we thought about it. And then on Saturday we talk about the first three episodes of the Book of Boba Fett. And then on Sunday we'll have another live show. We'll see what we do then. But in the meantime, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, I'll definitely catch you guys tomorrow live show. I can't wait. Brad, set him out. All right, Ro. Thank you, host, as always. Thank you to all our all those who joined us in chat today, all our listeners out there, all our Patreon words. We appreciate each and every one of you. And to end this episode, I'm just going to say, um, yeah, take care of your dads. Young Yoda out.